0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 133 of the Masterclass. My name is still Cam. His name is still Dave, and we are super excited to be here. How are you, man? I am wonderful. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm I'm a bit regretting that super I just did, but we're just going (laughs) to roll with it because, hey, this is radio, and I can't edit it at all. That's not a thing. We go straight to tape, and I don't touch it. Right, Dave? Wink, wink? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, no editing here on the Masterclass. <clears throat> so, how are you?
1: Well, um, you know, I've traveled to foreign lands and um, <laughs> have a daughter who's engaged and done all sorts of things since we, you and I last were together.
0: That is, uh, traveled to foreign lands and a daughter that got engaged. Yeah, I, I don't really know what else you could do. Maybe, like, learn a... A uh, uh, dead language that might be the one thing you could have done that you didn't do. I did. I got an. In, I got an. Time off.
1: I got an A in my first online criminal justice class.
0: Oh, wow. So did you? Did you learn Klingon
1: or Elfish? No, I did not. I'm, I'm so lame. disappointed in you. Which <laughs> that even that even reminds me that like totally we didn't even touch on that. Game of Thrones is just around the corner.
0: 10 days away. So. You know, and every, every good God-fearing Christian watches Game of Thrones, Dave. (laughs) We, uh, we started watching, uh, last season to kind of refresh Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, while the show is very captivating and very well produced and directed and acted and shot and just stunning in so many ways, there's like. Maybe 3% of it, that's, like, redeemable? (laughs) And the other 97 percent's like, Psh, God's not real. What's Christianity? Let's just everyone have sex with everyone. If it's your sister, that's okay.
1: And if it's your (sighs) aunt, that's even better.
0: Gross. I don't know, what? Oh, Lancel Lannister. What a stupid name. Anyways, that's been Pop Culture with the Masterclass. Anything new with you? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, In some long follow-up, I got a job. Mm -hmm. Yes, I now mash on a keyboard for eight hours a day, building really cool computery things for a giant company. And while that doesn't sound necessarily fun, it really is. I get to solve problems for people every day, which is great. So I get to, I get to help people do their jobs better, more efficiently and with a little more joy because I get to design the way that they look and work. So I get to, you know, I could like, you need a cog, here's a cog, or I can be like, you need a cog, here's the coolest looking cog you've ever (laughs) seen, you know? And I, I, I actually like doing that because I get to help people, but I also get to make it pretty too, you know? And that's goes a long way like apple's whole business model is built on this is the computer you knew here's a prettier yeah more easy to use more joyful computer Mm -hmm. that's their whole thing um so that's kind of the view i take is like yeah i could build this for you and it'd be super ugly but it'd be perfectly functional or i can spend an extra hour or two and make it actually like nice to use so yeah anyways yeah, I'm super pumped. I just finished, today was my the end of my second week. And uh, all good things. Very, very, very exciting. I have my laptop, and then I have three external monitors. Ooh. So I feel like a hacker in the movies. <laughs> Except I don't know how to hack because I'm a good kid, and I don't go on the dark web, and I don't do those bad things.
1: Do you drink energy drinks, and are you covered in Cheetos and other kind of
0: junk food? No. Uh Cheetos will kill you, pro tip, <laughs> and so will most energy drinks. No, but I do enjoy uh, a nice coffee in the morning, and I've gotten onto uh, some yerba mate in the afternoon for a nice pick-me-up. Mm. It's a uh, guayaki yerba mate. It's a cold green tea beverage with more sugar than it should have, <laughs> but it is oh so delicious, and there's like 150 milligrams of caffeine in the can, so like... Two o'clock comes around. There's no afternoon lag for me. I am ready really? to go. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. That's nice. So, yeah. Anyways, you went you went foreign places. Your daughter got engaged. I finally have income. Like, things are looking up yeah. for the Masterclass team, Dave. Things are happening. And, hey, we're actually recording again. Yeah. Which I realize, if you're listening to this in the future, the time gap doesn't exist to you. Which is impressive, and I'm jealous. (laughs) But in our in our timeline, it's been five weeks, so we are going to try. Which is one of our longest. I think it's our. I think it's our absolute longest hiatus in the four over four years we've been doing this. Wow. Yeah, like we've gone we've gone a few weeks here and there, but I mean we're talking over a month here. Yeah with world travel involved. So, yes. that has to add for something. Sure. But hey, we're here. We're going to do the thing and we're going to continue in Romans chapter 8. And I believe we left off in uh or at verse 26. Yeah. And I we're going to do 26 through 30 tonight. Okay. So not, not a super long passage, but we're going to try and have this episode be a bookend to last episode. If you can remember all the way back to that one.
1: I don't know if I can. Actually, I listened to it fairly recently, so I listened to it last week.
0: Well, that makes you a better podcaster than <laughs> me.
1: So I just like hearing my voice.
0: You know, so do I, but that's all right.
1: <laughs> all right. Would you like me to read? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. All right, so verse 26 here. Oh, you know what? I'm going to switch back to the ESV. Good choice, sir. All right, so verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what, we, what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in what the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God.
0: Okay, so was it your idea to try and do all of this in one episode? Because, holy cow, <laughs> that might be... That was like four verses. One of... It was five, and it might be one of the densest five verses we've covered so far. I would agree. Oh my gosh. So, by my reaction, you've probably assumed that I did not do any homework fitting <laughs> up <to> this recording. Because <laughs> if I had, I would have said, we're not doing all of this in one shorter episode. Because this is loaded. Holy cow. I mean we could spend an entire episode just on verse thirty. Or verse twenty eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Take your pick. Or or talking about the Holy Spirit, which, you know, as suburban Christians we're not supposed to do. Oh, I think we can try it. I I was I was being a bit facetious oh, there. Okay. Yeah, holy cow, Dave. Okay. Um all right. No caveats. We're just going to do the thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So, verse 26, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Okay. This is incredible. It is incredible. It's so good. Jesus refers, you know, to the Holy Spirit as like the helper that's going to come. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. I'm going to leave you a helper. And sometimes the phrase helper can be looked down upon. Yep. Which is funny because if you go back to Genesis, God refers to when he creates woman, he has made a helper for man. Yeah. And oftentimes man has used that as a, well, you're my helper. You're not my equal. Which is um, not right. Nope. And so I find it funny that again, here God is using the term helper for the Holy spirit and any man who knows anything knows life doesn't function well without the female helper in your life. Right. Right. We can do a lot of things, but there's nothing like a wife who is your helper, who makes sure you get crap done, who makes sure that you are, you know, and like Dave, I I think it's fair to say me and you are both very, um, forthright intentional like we're not lazy we we don't we don't just forget to do things like we're men of action sounds so ludicrous i can't believe i just said it (laughs) (laughs) we are men of action but like you get i'm saying like we're not schmucks we take care of our business sure but i would say in my life and i would assume in your life that uh, you know, my wife and my life, and your. Oh, that's way too many ifs. I can't do that. Our wives play a significant role in helping us stay on top of all of our responsibilities. Yep, is that fair? That's absolutely fair. You know my wife. I know yours. They're incredible women. We married very well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We we did real good for ourselves, and so I think it's interesting that. The same phrase, you know, helper, is used for a spouse as it is for the Holy Spirit, which I never really thought about until just now. So, you know, I don't really have a point to make here other than maybe we shortchange the Holy Spirit a bit when we don't ever talk about him really much, in my experience. I mean, depending on your domination, that may be a different experience, but, you know, for me... The Holy Spirit was always kind of like, oh, we don't talk about him because we don't understand him and what his role is mm-hmm. and what he's supposed to do. And if you want to talk about the Holy Spirit, you got to talk in tongues. And we don't do that. Yeah. Which is a whole other topic. But I guess what I find interesting is that, it says that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. And then in that, that weakness that he's describing, he immediately goes to, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. Which is like, yes, the Bible gets me. It understands. I don't know what I should pray for. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes I'm like, give me this or remove this bad situation or man, I can't believe I sinned that way again. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, the Holy Spirit's there to be like, okay, Cam, hold on. I'm going to help you here because you clearly don't understand how this works. Yeah. Or what this is for or what the purpose is. And it's one of those situations where I'm just like, oh thank God. The Holy Spirit is there to translate my prayer to help me in my in my weakness and my sin to communicate to God what needs to be communicated. And like that is in my life, that is no small feat. Yes. So you seemed hesitant, Dave, just take my word on it. It's no small feat.
1: <laughs> I I mean, I this really is just I think um just there's multiple levels of we don't talk about the Holy Spirit. We don't talk about what he does. And this really is something that I don't think uh, most people probably are aware is an attribute of the Holy Spirit, that he intercedes for us. And I just love the whole with groans too deep for words. You know, just this, there is this, you know, kind of this raw, just powerful uh, prayer that is being said, um, for us. And I think if you ask the average person who's desiring God and pursuing him and a living, a life for him, I think you would hear most frequently from people is, is I don't know how to pray, or I'm not good at praying. Or even when I do pray and I feel like I'm praying, it's, it's like, it could be better kind of a thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think you, you even hit on it of just, I don't think we have the proper perspective on prayer or really what its purpose is for us. And the Holy Spirit, one, is doing that on our behalf, which I am, as you said, grateful for that. But it's clearly more than just this I'm asking for this, I'm asking for that. And I'm a little bit jaded in how I view the world. And I think a common question is, how does a good God let bad things happen? And I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, how do we not completely fall apart every day? And how do we not just completely kill each other every day? And how do we not... Like, to me, it just seems like bad things should be happening to us all the time. And this is one of those verses where I'm just like, I I honestly believe that the Holy Spirit is just... Uh, there is spiritual warfare going on. There's a battle that's happening. And one of the things that I think comes from this is an element of protection. And I, I realize that bad things happen to us and we, we experience um, tragedy and pain. But this is one of those things where I just think we are so protected by these prayers and those groans that are too deep for words just really protect us from the evil from the bad that could happen to us um if the Holy Spirit wasn't doing that for us so that's that was that was my take on on that on verse twenty six well that's, that's
0: interesting to me i I took a bit of a different um approach to it is like when i don't know how to mm-hmm. say what I feel like when i can't when I can't put words to my emotions, when I can't put words to my, my psychology,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't have to. No. I And I would say that's true as well. I would agree with that. Because, yeah, because the Holy Spirit knows me so intimately, and God wants to know me so intimately despite my sin, right? Mm-hmm. That... You know, he's not waiting for me to pen this eloquent explanation of, you know, my my psychology and my baggage and my emotions and my reactions, you know, in perfect Chicago style, (laughs) double spaced Times New Roman size 12, right? No, he's not that uptight. The Holy Spirit is there going, yo, God, Cam's got some stuff, man. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not waiting for me to give a state of a state of the cam address. Now, th- there is part of the relationship where I have to bring this to him, but it doesn't have to be finished, it doesn't have to be polished, it doesn't have to, you know, be public speech worthy, it has to be authentic of like, God, what? Like, oh my, I just, I can't even begin to explain or express, and that right there, that that right there is enough because that's intent to share. That's a desire to connect. That's, you know, me coming to God out of desperation or, you know, seeking wisdom or venting or celebrating. Cause like you can, you can feel that same way when you're celebrating. Like I'm so over the moon about whatever this is that I can't even express in words. Like watch someone who just won a championship, Right. In Mm -hmm. sports, they don't have words. Those interviews suck because they don't know how to translate their emotions and their psychology into intelligible conversation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in our lives, we have the bad stuff, the crap. But in other times in life, we have that, like, when my child was born, if Michelle Tafoya had come in and been like, Now, Cam, I see that you just had your first child. Would you like to tell the world all? I'd have been like. No, I I don't want to talk to you about it because I can't speak English right now. Which you would you know think is wrong cuz I'm speaking sentences but like there's no way to translate all of the stuff going on in your mind when you see your first child for the first time. Mhm. Like that is an unpredictable, untranslatable experience mm-hmm. that only you because, like, my experience and my wife's experience were totally different, right? Yeah. When, when we met Kennedy for the first time. Yes. <laughs> and there's no amount of words that could have described to an outsider what was going on in me when I saw her. The doctors pull her out of my wife's body. <laughs> And then take her over to the french fry warmer, you know, and inspect her and do all of the, you know, is this baby fine thing for me to not hear any noise. Mm -hmm. And everything I've been told and seen in movies is that babies should be crying when they come out. So the doctors pulled her out of my wife's body, purple, (laughs) you know, out of the organs because she had a C-section. So it was just like, it was super cool. I'm not going to lie. It was really fun to watch because it wasn't my body that was being cut open and dug into. Um, but they took, my, they took my child, who was purple, because, you know, that's what babies are when they come out of bodies, apparently. And they took her over to the other side of the room, and there was silence, except for the 80s rock music that was playing in the operation room. Oh, that's room, crazy. Which was bizarre in its own right. And so here I have my wife, whose body is cut open. And she's drugged to, you know, kingdom come. And I have to walk away from her in her most vulnerable state. She's not in control of anything. She has no, I mean, she's barely conscious to go make sure our child is alive because there's no noise coming from my child. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went from joyous and just like un- untranslatable emotions of happiness to what's wrong with my kid Yeah, who I've never even met. Right. And I walk over and I, th- there's two nurses doing, you know, whatever the checks are that they do when the baby first comes out to make sure that there isn't anything, you know, urgent. And I walk over and I kind of barge in between. I'm not a small guy. Mm-hmm. And these two little, you know, tiny women, I'm like, uh, <laughs> what's going on? And they kind of like part the seas, you know, Shh. And there's Kennedy just laying under the the French fry light, just looking up at it like all is well in the world, just completely like copacetic. Mm-hmm. And immediately, all you know, I'm the nuclear plans in my brain. She's you know everything that could be wrong is wrong went away, and I was able to go back to my wife and say everything's fine. But like those those ten seconds, yeah, like that's the that's the sort of untranslatable uncommunicatable like things I don't have words for that the Holy Spirit can translate from us to God I'm like Cam's in a pinch here mm-hmm. like he's freaking out Everything in this room is out of his control. Yeah. I, I have zero, zero percent ability to control anything that's happening right now with my wife or with my newborn child. I can't even control the radio station, which is why Motley Crue is playing. Like, <laughs> that's the little amount of control I had. And I know in that moment, even though I wasn't praying, that what I was feeling and what I was going through, that God was like with me. Mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit is able to translate those, those groans, those, those panics, those emotions that, 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 that psychological, you know, uh, rift or what, what, like whatever's happening in that moment, be it really, really good or really, really bad or somewhere in the middle. Like that's what this is, is like the Holy Spirit is so in tune with God and with us, which is crazy. Cause what a, what a, Gap to traverse. Uh, yeah. You know that the Holy Spirit can be like, okay, Cam, I got you. God, um full attention, please, because <laughs> he's freaking out. But yeah, just like when when I'm incapable of communicating what I feel and how I feel and the level to which I feel it, to know that the Holy Spirit is like, yeah, I got you. Like that's my job mm-hmm. is just crazy to me, and how, how I grew up not being taught that is, like, offensive, doesn't even begin to explain it.
1: Yeah. So just a, a quick, I think for me, um, one of the greatest, like, revelations as, as a more grown-up Christian is just the, the Trinity and... The relationship between God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and just this kind of sense of like it existed for eternity. And it was like they were happy. And there, you know, we talk about the Holy Spirit being the helper, but there's this just obvious, you know, Jesus submitting to God, you know, referring to him as his father when he's here on earth. And each piece of the Trinity really complementing and serving. You know, glorifying the other parts of the Trinity, which, um, not, I don't want to totally go down that tangent, but just, I guess, in hearing what you're saying in terms of you're not really taught that growing up, um, was one of those just for me moments of that is just an awesomeness about God that I didn't hear much of. That as I'm older and I kind of, I can kind of grasp it, I think it's a, it's a phenomenal thing. So, uh the second part that I had, um one of the verses that I have always associated with this verse, and I don't have any really good reason other than it's just what comes to mind is so Luke eighteen, uh it's the Pharisee and the tax collector and it compares the two ways that they pray. And I'm going to read, Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it real quick. And verse 11, it says, the Pharisee standing by himself prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, uh, extortioners, (laughs) unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get, but the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that even you mentioned earlier was, was praying for a particular sin that I had done over again. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm personally of the opinion that I, I feel like the enemy wants us to focus on those little individual sins. And I'm not trying to justify our little individual sins, but if I can get caught up on the, oh, I did that again. I need to stop doing that. It really just, it, it, it becomes this thing that I can do. And for me, when mm. I hear, when I hear this, this story and this guy beating his breast and he doesn't list anything specific, his, his prayer is God be merciful to me, a sinner. I mean, that's what's in quotes for him in his prayer. God be merciful to me, a sinner and that's where i kind of like feel like the holy spirit you know i just i come before god and i'm like god i'm a sinner and in that moment of admitting that i'm a sinner the holy spirit starts going through that list of like yeah and and, and again it's it's that you know i'm going to hit the surface level sins that i think really matter and the holy spirit's like going no dave you got all this other just crap that's under there and in the same way that you're forgiven in a way with grace that you'll never understand I'm taking care of all that crap and I'm bringing before God and I'm handling it for you and um so that's one of the verses that I connect with that whole the moans and the groans and just the deep, you know, that we can't even comprehend um of him going before God on our behalf.
0: Yeah, that um I was trying to laugh silently because I no joke, just taught about that at youth group oh, really? two weeks ago. And I did not even correlate the two. So it's just, again, one of those, those moments where I'm like, man, the word of God is living. It oh, is like yeah. it, it never changes. Mm-hmm. God never changes. But every time we come back to scripture, we're like, Holy cow. How did I never see that before? Or how did I not make that connection? And it's just, it, It it cracks me up how narrow my view of the depth of Scripture really is. Like it's just a book, it's just words printed on a page. But holy cow, every time I come to it with an earnest heart and a desire to to learn or to be you know educated or or just open minded, it's like it changes me, Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy. Like it's a book, yeah, Dave. It shouldn't have this sort of uh, uh, impact, right? It's just words on a page. But when you give the Bible the authority to speak, it's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's, it's unlike anything else. Yeah. and And honestly, to me, like... I know we're not necessarily talking about, like, proofs of truth or faith or or why we believe tonight, but it's like, man, if the Bible wasn't so somehow static and yet dynamic, I wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. Like, the Bible to me is a huge factor and why i do believe because it is the same yet it is always changing which is an exact replication of what god is like Mm -hmm. he's been the same for eternity yet he's always changing in our perception of him and it's just oh man how has it been 30 minutes already this is not fair (laughs) so we got through one verse we got through one verse
1: i think we can say we did 27 as well um but yeah, I, and that's I, I think one of the things that for me lately that I'm becoming more and more a believer of in in terms of the Bible is it's not a rule book. Um and maybe some people hear me say that and we're like, well no duh, it never was a rule book, but <laughs> um it, it 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 is. It's a living it it's alive and God works through the Bible and um I just think we get too caught up in picking out particular verses and making it say what we want it to say and um I haven't done the research yeah. on this lately but I've heard that when Abraham Lincoln gave his first speech after uh the Civil War was over he basically makes a comment of both the south and the north use the Bible to defend their position um mm. And I think that's something that we need to quit doing is we need to quit using the yeah. Bible to defend and we need to come to the Bible saying, God, what are you saying to me today? What are you saying to me now in this moment? And even as I say that, I, I, I'm aware that there's an element of, well, no, we just we need to be in constant relationship with him. I get we have our highs and our lows, but if we're reading the Bible, we're reading it in its entirety and allowing it to speak to us from beginning to end God will come through and he will come through in terms of what we need to hear from him and we need to be obedient in that. And um, I, I, I've just been incredibly challenged on a lot of things that I believe lately because of the Bible and am kind of discovering that there are things, you know, there are things that I hold to be true that I'm like, that's not specific. Well, the Trinity is a great example the the concept of the trinity doesn't exist in the bible anywhere you know that f- exact phrase but it clearly points to a god in three persons there's truth that we can glean from the bible without it being a particular verse and i think it's almost more dangerous to to, pit, to pick particular verses to defend a position or or a belief <laughs> instead of just the the greater context of um you know loving people and forgiveness and grace and you know uh I grew up in a time when absolute truth was the big thing. Mm. Dr No that wasn't James Dobson it was uh, McDowell. Um mm-hmm. it was absolute truth that which is true for all people at all places and all time.
0: That's a that's a small task. Yeah. So anyway, well I'm going to make an executive decision. Okay. and say that verse 28 mm-hmm. Is way too much to talk about. Well, I agree, because <laughs> we know for we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose, that is not um, uh, what's the phrase? A a passing no uh, verse in the Bible. That's that's a talking point. It is a talking point, and it even
1: well, I think you need to define what good is. You know, because I think when we say good, we have a very 20th century America, 21st century America idea of good versus an eternal definition of good.
0: Well, let us use that as a uh, teaser for next episode mm. where we will talk about what that is. Hopefully. No, oh, we will. We will. I'll, uh, I'll be a good podcaster and actually listen to how we ended this episode so that I have, you know, I don't know, maybe some continuity in my shows, which <laughs> usually I don't because, well, that's I'm all right. Perfect. But yes. Anyways, um, this was a, in my estimation, a great way to jump back into the show and, uh, to get back on the horse as they say. And Dave, I just want to say, for the ears of everyone who listens that i'm just i'm super grateful that um, i get to do this with you and that you have uh committed to (laughs) over four years of these shows and um (laughs) you know i don't i don't get to see you now because we live in different states but i'm just i'm really grateful for you and what you bring the show and, and the knowledge and the experience and wisdom that you you share with us so
1: well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. It's good to be back with you, and I appreciate
0: getting to do the show with you as well. Awesome. Well, that's. Uh, I think that's the end of episode 133. Uh, as usual, show notes are available in your podcast player of choice. Um, if you happen to be listening to us on the internet, then, well, you've already found the show notes. They're right there. Um, but if you're on your phone, just swipe around. You'll find links to... uh this, uh Bible verses that we mentioned uh, and any other important links that you know I deem worth your click will be in there. Uh, also, you'll find links to how to get in contact with Dave or I, be it on Twitter or through email. Um, links will be there. And uh, as well, you'll find a link to our Patreon page, which is What Makes This Podcast just the ever so much profitable, which is incredible. (laughs) So I want to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for the ongoing support so that we can uh, do this and do so at a slight profit, which is just bonkers. Um, So if you made it this far, just genuinely a heartfelt thank you for your time and for your willingness to listen to Dave and I. Um, Just talk about the Bible. Um, if you want to uh, invest on your time that you've already committed to this episode, why not get in touch with us and share your thoughts so that we can share your thoughts with everybody else? Uh, again, you can do that uh, through Twitter or email on the show note links, and just let us know what you think, um, because Dave and I don't know everything, and we would really love to learn We would love to learn from you and we'd love to share your thoughts with other folks. So reach out and uh, we can make that happen. Um, But again, most importantly, thank you for your time. Thank you for your willingness to let Dave and I speak to you for, geez, almost 40 minutes. So that's all I got to say. Yeah. We'll uh, catch you next time. All right. Farewell, friends.